What up, bros? This is the All Bros Podcast. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot a bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, we'll be talking about some adventures in hunting. Uh, we got some new Harry Potter pops coming out, as well as a new Diamond Edition and a uh, uh, the, the WWE pop. That's what it is, right? It's not WWF anymore, right? Uh... No, I think they just throw it in the WWE. Okay, all right, just making sure. Because I want to say when I was growing up, it was WWF. It was, and then they, I think they merged okay. or did some something. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I never got super into wrestling. I only watched it because uh, it was my dad's thing to watch, and that's what, that's what we used to watch together. Um, then we got some Blu-rays coming, uh, coming out this week. We got a Happy Death Day to You, which neither of us have seen, but we definitely need to check out. Hell yeah. The uh, first one was amazing. Yeah, it was. I agree. That's yeah, a fun movie. Uh, and then with Through the Wall news, we got some uh, Game of Thrones petition going around that Caleb uh, definitely wants to sign on. Uh, we got some uh, Saw news that uh, both of us are kind of hesitant about. Um, and then we got some uh, Batman news for uh, Matt Reeves' uh, new movie that... Uh, kind of torn about it's concerning yeah it's very very concerning um that actually just came out like like five minutes before we started recording (laughs) (laughs) so it's kind of like breaking news right here uh and then with this week's sneak peeks we got our first trailer for maleficent 2 i'm just gonna call it maleficent 2 fair enough (laughs) uh our final trailer for secret life of pets 2 uh, and then we got our uh, first look at uh, the animatronic side of Chucky for the new Child's Play movie, as well as our first TV spot for that. So we'll be talking about that. Uh, and then we'll be moving on to our main event of the evening, which was recommended by our good friend over at, um, oh my goodness, what is his new? Crash and Taz's movie thank seller. Thank you, I almost said Tailgate Talks. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Uh, recommended by our good name Vic. Uh, the movie Room. We'll be make. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll be breaking that down. You all right? I don't know, honestly. <laughs> uh, that's an excellent question, and I when I find it out, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> um, but without further ado, what do you say we get started? Let's do it. All right. Alright, so with Adventures in Hunting, uh, we got a new Harry Potter line coming out, which only has one exclusive, which is very surprising to me. I wonder if it's just because they've done so many exclusives for Harry Potter. That's a good point. Because which, which one's the exclusive? Uh, it is Voldemort. Yeah, that, that one doesn't surprise me. And he looks awesome. And he's going to... What was it? Because he actually has already gone up for pre-order. Where was he up to? Oh, uh, Pop in a Box. Exclusive. What's Pop in a Box? It's it's a website that sells pops, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I've I never seen a lot of exclusives from them. I think the only one I've seen, I want to say it was from them, was uh, they had a, a Stitch one. It's when he puts... the. <laughs> A bra on his head and pretends he's a superhero. <laughs> I regret missing out on that one because that one was great. Um, so, but other than the Lord Voldemort exclusive, where 
He has his wand, and then he has Nagini wrapped around him. Oh, that looks super cool. Right? Like math looks a little weird. It does. But at least they got the nose right. <laughs> True that. <laughs> uh, so with the uh, new line, we got uh, Harry Potter in his... Um, these are mostly from Goblet of Fire. Uh, we got Harry in his... Um, what was the dance called? Do you remember? Uh, the... It wasn't. A, it was a ball. Uh, oh yeah, that's what it was. The, I forget what it's called. Yeah, the Yule ball. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. So we got Harry, and then I forget his name. Oh shit! Uh, the guy that uh, takes Hermione. Yeah. To the dance. There you go. <laughs> I forget his name too. Yeah. Is uh, that's Flor de la Flor? Oh, that's. Fl- I was gonna say um, Luna. <laughs> My bad. Luna wasn't in Gobble of Fire, was she? Yeah, I don't think she was. Yeah, she didn't come until Prisoner. Okay, yeah. yeah. I've just never seen them make a Flor de la Four. Or have they? They made her in her like a classic school outfit? Yes. They did? I'm pretty sure that they did. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, uh, that, I did not know that. Um, and then we got um, Emma... <laughs> Emma Thompson or Watson? It's Thompson, right? Uh, Thompson, yeah. Okay. Watson's the... Is Hermione? I was gonna say the hot one, but Emma Thompson's kind of hot. Too. I mean, she's not she's, she's not bad looking. Uh, do you remember her her name in it? Uh, I want to say Professor Trelawney. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it is Trelawney. Um, and then we got the uh, uh I want to say it's the Phoenix, right? Yep. Okay, that looks badass. That does look super cool. <laughs> I want that. I bet you that they're gonna release a glow in the dark one of those. It's probably going to be the chase. Just watch. Oh, my gosh. That would suck. Um, And then the last one is Cedric and his ball attire. Uh, And then we also got some uh, pocket pops and some pop pens, which the only diff. So uh, with the pop pocket pops, the only different characters besides Harry, we get Hermione in her gown. Nice. And then we get Ron. Ron and his weird robes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we get a Hot Topic and Box Lunch exclusive. What? Of. Okay. Of Hedwig? Yeah. Why is he bol- to both stores? Is like one flocked and one isn't? I don't, I don't know. Do they do flocked Pocket Pops? I don't think so. Maybe they'll do it for this one. Dude, that'd be pretty cool. That would be cool to have it. Yeah, but I don't know how it would feel. Because like, shit might like shed in your pocket. Yeah. yeah, it is kind of like that velvet stuff. Yeah, so I don't. So know. I think eventually it would just kind of wear off. In That's your pocket. true. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I don't. That might be the reason why Funko doesn't do flocked pocket pops. Pocket pops are are weird because I like I love the like the tiny ones. Oh, I do too. And I like I like the pocket pops, but I don't necessarily care for like the keychain part of it. I don't. I the only pop that has like stuck on my key uh, on my keys is Thanos and that's just because every time I try to put another one on the uh the keychain part falls off cuz it happened with Pennywise and it happened with Woody. Yeah, I got the the Hulkbuster and the Thor Ragnarok Hulk for my for Pocket Pops and yeah, I like them, but I wish they came off of the, the I hook. do too. I actually uh, picked up the. Uh, I didn't know this was a Walmart exclusive. Uh, they had the pocket pop of Rocket and his uh, 
Quantum Realm suit. And they had a shit ton at AF Walmart. They still have a shit ton. Oh my gosh! That you know, so that Target Hulk shirt. Yeah. That so the it's a kid's shirt. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to get one. Yeah. Because the figure is like, isn't it's a little bit bigger than a uh, Pocket Pop. It's like in the middle of being like a normal. It's like half the size of a normal pop. Has Funko ever done that? I so they have a few with Fortnite of those figures, and huh. I think there's one with Sonic, but okay. it's always with like a, sh- a shirt, with a kid's shirt. Okay. And I want I want to get the kid's shirt just for that pop because it's so cool. Has it gone live at, online at all? I have actually I've actually seen it at Target. Okay. And oh. I'm I'm hesitant. How much is it? Fifteen bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. That's like, not bad. That's also fifteen bucks for just the shirt or for just the figure for me because it's yeah, either that okay. or buy like a kid's shirt. That's true. Just get the biggest size that they have. <laughs> I know, I kind of want to leave, like, five bucks and then just, like, steal the figure. <laughs> Ruin some kid's day. <laughs> Evil. Um, I would never. <laughs> uh, and then we got uh, Phoenix as a pocket pop. The Phoenix. That one looks super cool. It'd poke you, though, if, like, you actually put it on your keychain. It'd be poking you a lot. Let me see. Oh, yeah, that would. <laughs> yeah, the wing would. And that's how tail. it was with Pennywise. His hair kept pointing my my uh, thigh. So that's when <laughs> I kind of stopped. Uh, and then we got Ginny. And her ball gown. I dig it. I do too. And then the uh, the pens are the same, except for they add Dumbledore. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And that's like the classic uh, Dumbledore. Yeah, that is. Chamber of Secrets. Or is that from the third one? Is that... Does, is that how he looks when the new actor takes over, or is that the original actor? That looks like the original yeah. actor. Yeah, because the new guy didn't wear glasses, right? Right. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't Not know that often. Names. Yeah, that's true. I, I think he did a couple times. I mean, both did a great job as Dumbledore. I, I had no problems with either. Yeah. Um, And then, what was the other one? Uh, The Diamond Edition Eeyore. I said that really weird. Eeyore? <laughs> yeah. Eeyore. <laughs> Eeyore, uh, which will be a, an, an exclusive to Hot Topic, and there will actually be... I cannot talk tonight. There will be an ex- ah, There will be a chase variant of this exclusive where the regular version is kind of like the... I don't, I don't know how to define that color. Let me see. You're talking about the, the normal so, one? Yeah, so the one on the right. Okay, so then... You mean the left? What? That okay? So that one's the common. That's the chase. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I see what you're saying now. Yeah. So the common is more of like a um, more grayish tones. So like the mouth area, instead of it being like uh, like a tan khaki color, yeah. is more like a silver, and then. The main skin of Eeyore is more of like a, a bluish gray. Yeah. So he basically this is how he looks like in Christopher Robin, mostly. Yeah. 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 And then the the chase is like a very very like dark blue, like borderline navy, and then like the True. khaki color. Yeah. Uh, mouth. 
So really like the classic Eeyore, yeah. the original. Yeah. I think so, that's cool out there. So the chase. common's more like Christopher Robin Eeyore. Yeah. And the chase is more of a cartoon Eeyore. Yeah. Just look at how many stickers are on that damn box. Like a ton. <laughs> got Hot Topic, you got Diamond Edition, and you got The Chase. <laughs> Compare- uh, add one more and you won't even be able to see the damn pop. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I don't really... I don't know. I kind of like The Common more than The Chase. Yeah. So I will probably pick this up just because I love Eeyore. I think he's a great character. And I missed out on the Diamond Edition Winnie the Pooh. So I at least gotta have one. So I think I think I will pick up Eeyore. When does he drop? Eeyore is one of my favorite characters. Oh, he he's just such a great. It's either him or Piglet that are my favorite Winnie the Pooh characters. Probably both. I can't really ch- I can't choose between Piglet or Eeyore. Besides Winnie the Pooh, it's either Tigger or Eeyore for really? me. Like it used to be Tigger because he was fun. Now yeah. it's more Eeyore because I can relate. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Everyone, when they grow up, Eeyore is like their spirit animal. Let's face it. Yeah, no shit. Dude, like, his whole saying turned into, like, my catchphrase with with my family. <laughs> Thanks for thinking of me. <laughs> favorite. I, I He has so many great lines in Christopher Robin, but I think my favorite one is when he falls on the floor, and he's just, like, on the ground, just where I belong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, he has way too many good lines. That show, that movie, dude, still freaking gets me. It, yeah, me too. It's so good. Um, And then finally with uh, Adventures in Hunting, we have a, is it 10-inch? 6-inch. Oh, it's a si- sorry, 6-inch. Um, we Sorry about that. Uh, we have a 6-inch of Andre the Giant uh, coming exclusively to Walmart. So if anybody wants that, may the odds be ever in your favor. And they probably won't be. Yeah. Because I can't... The thing that I hate about Walmart is usually when I'm able to get it, I never get like a cancellation email. But literally, just to get a pop, you have to keep refreshing the page and just hope that a restock uh, comes your way. Because, yeah, other than that, you're like screwed. And because unless it's like a big movie like Avengers Endgame, the pop is probably not going to end up in stores. Mm. So, yeah, <laughs> love it. Fun shit. Yes. But that is the world of collecting pop figures. Yes, it is. All right. Now, moving on to uh, Blu-rays. Uh, our big release of this week is Happy Death Day to You which neither of us have seen yet. Nope. Um, but we definitely want to check it out very soon. Do you think uh, this coming week, I think we agreed with that, having a movie night? You, me, and Christian? Yes. Okay. We have to do it bef- before I leave for that trip next Thursday. Okay. Do you want to try for this Sunday? Or can you? I think that should work. Okay. I mean, or we can try for a weekday. It's up to you. Well, that one's going to be tough because we need to go see if we're going to do Detective Pikachu next week. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we need to go see that. Unless you want to put that one on hold and do just like a update our 
Avengers do you wanna, showdown. Yeah, do you want to update our Avengers showdown, then we'll do Detective Pikachu the following week? Yes. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Sounds Gucci. Just making plans. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Here. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but so, but with the movie now, I think we should watch Happy Death Day to You and Hellfest. Hellfest? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. So I'll, I will definitely rent those from Redbox. Um, okay. Sorry. Making plans here. <laughs> uh, if you're listening, Christian, you better be down. Just saying. Um, so, uh, yeah. I'm sure that once we watch it, I'll probably buy it. I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I hear it's actually like really good compared to the first one. Okay, that's good. Like, I haven't it... heard whether it's better yeah. or worse. I know most but... horror movies aren't better. I can't really think of a horror movie that's better than the first one. But the first one was so much fun. It really, like, I can't, like, the first time I watched it, like, after I, like, watched it, I'm like, that is, like, one of the funnest horror movies I've ever watched. Yeah, like, it was scary in its own way. Yeah. And it, like, it had, like, things of, uh, or hints of comedy. Yeah. Definitely things of horror, uh, like, high school drama stuff, or college drama, whatever it is. I just think it was so funny. Like, I think it was like on our second or third day, whenever like someone would start to say something she'd already heard, she like freaks out. And she's like, no, no. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, but so yeah, that's it for Blu-rays. Unless you can think of any others that are coming out. Not that I can think of. I know next week is a big one. How to train your dragon, the hidden world. Ooh, yes. There goes $35 on the steel book. <laughs> Because <laughs> I have the first two on Steelbook, and I have to have all three, of course, because it's such a great trilogy. Oh my gosh! Um, but let's jump to through the wall where we got a. So I saw this posted to Facebook from IGN about a Game of Thrones season eight petition that has got over fifty thousand signatures. I think is that what it said? Yeah, it's got a significant amount of signatures uh, for them to. Basically, remake season eight of Game of Thrones, and Caleb is completely on board with this. I am. So the first, so this is the final season of Game of Thrones, and like I told you, but I'm just gonna rehash it all. The the season what didn't like it kicked off a little slow, at, in ways of like action. Okay, it just kind of was like people meeting each other and figuring out news and stuff hmm. but they left so many things open in season seven like they they caused more plots they started more than they finished so there was a lot of plot holes no not plot holes oh. it's just like they opened up a plot and okay. then they just they started one and then they just need to conclude it okay and the new writers because after season season seven they were caught up on the books. Okay, and who writes the books again? George R. R. Martin. Is he working on book eight right now? Or has he's, he like not even decided if he wants to do book eight? So he wants to, and he's he's actually disappointed with how it's going, and he's apologized to fans saying, like, I'm sorry, like I didn't get this written faster. That really oh, poor guy. that sucks, dude. Yeah, and it's because the new directors yeah. they call them D and D. Because I think it's like Dan and David or something like that. Oh. But, yeah, they, they're, they like, screwing all this up. They're closing things, like, super fast and super unsatisfying. 
I think it would have been fine if they took a little break between seven and eight. I mean, how long? They did. It was like a year. Oh, yeah, but I think even because uh, uh, Adult Swim just announced that Rick and Morty season four will be coming this October. I think November. November. Um, and how long has it been since season three came out? It's been about maybe a year, year and a half. Oh, I thought it was longer. I don't know. When it comes to this kind of like epic show, I think that they honestly should have waited until he finished the book too. Dude, but they, they've spent so much money on each episode. I think this is the most expensive season of Game of Thrones. I mean, just from like pictures think, I've seen, I can see why. I think they made a, like a, it's a record with the show costing twelve million per episode. If I'm remembering Holy right. Holy shit! Yeah, and the writing sucks. Has Peter Dinklage though? Peter, well, he's amazing. Okay, <laughs> the acting, the about. acting is on point. It's the story that's like super shitty. Yeah. So yeah, even my coworker uh, Destiny, who like loves the show as much as you do, she yeah, she is pissed. She yeah, she's on board with the petition as well. Yeah. So yeah, the first first couple episodes were just kind of like, so the first episode had some story and whatever, and we're yeah. just like, okay, cool. Second episode was more like filler, and then they have like another like the third and the the third one had like this major battle. Like a major battle that we've been waiting on forever. And it was so dark. Like not not like to- like the tone was dark. <laughs> it was just like dark. Like you actually had to turn your uh, TV up on brightness. Dark. Yeah. And oh, like shit. you couldn't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That's funny. Like, Even if it... like the room was pitch black, you still had to turn your TV up. Dude, I had to turn my, my lamp off in my room. It was that dark. And my lamp isn't even that bright. Damn, dude. Yeah, it was that freaking dark. And each time, I was paying attention the entire time. And usually, like, I'll play on my phone or something. I was full attention on this. Yeah. And I was still lost. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, who's that? Oh, that's that person. Like, after being able, like, their face gets in the light for, like, a second. I'm like, (laughs) oh, I know who that is. (laughs) But it's just so dark. and then this episode after that was just like another filler, and that one had is the one like the famous episode with the Starbucks cup. I mean, at twelve million dollars an episode, clean your shit up. Yeah. Like if I was an investor in that, I would be beyond pissed. I'm like, are you shitting me? Like no one's even talking about the episode. Yeah, They're talking we're... about the damn Starbucks cup. Well, we all know who their sponsor will be now. <laughs> Have you seen the fake Starbucks cup po- or pop figures? Yes. <laughs> if that was a real thing, I would so buy that. Dude, I totally would. Dude, it's just insane. Like, cause uh, I saw uh, IGN post a picture of how, uh, with Rotten Tomato scores, like the first three episodes were like in the eighties to nineties, and then I think when it came to episode four, like it dropped to fifty percent, and it just kept going down. Yeah. So it, that was the freaking dive, and we're on the last episode. Oh, it premieres this Sunday? I think it premieres this Sunday. And there's so much shit. So one of the most badass characters, Cersei, who is my freaking boo. She's played by Lena Haiti, right? Yeah. Okay. She, throughout this entire season, has been a complete and utter badass. Okay. She doesn't take shit from no one. Like, does all this crazy shit. 
that you're just like, oh, damn. Like, with revenge and stuff. Okay. And, like, causing havoc with her enemies and everything. And then, spoiler alert, they kill her off in the most ridiculous way. Like, she, they kill her off crying. Yeah, she's, tr- she's trying to escape this castle, figures out that she can't, and she ends like she's just crying. And then like the and then the the tunnels collapse on, in on her. Most unsatisfying thing ever. I wanted her to go out in a freaking blaze of glory. Yeah. Like that's what you'd expect and but no, she's just she's crying in a crypt and then gets crushed by rocks. And then her brother, who's also her lover, which is another issue we've been following him kind of like distancing himself from cersei yeah and kind of becoming his own person and actually like doing what he cares about because cersei hates Tyrion, which is peter dinklage's character because the he's a the lannisters are jamie Tyrion, and cersei and Tyrion's peter dinklage so he's he's How like can anyone hate killer. that man yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Lena and they're actually like super good friends. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. That. And so Cersei hates Tyrion, but Jamie actually likes Tyrion. Like they're friends. Okay. Like how they're brothers, like how they should be. And he's been like learning that he doesn't have to follow Cersei to the ends of the earth and all this shit. And then the last episode he ends where he ends up dying with Cersei. Yeah, being crushed in the crypt, he abandons like everyone. Yeah, that like seems anyone that he's grown a character. Rel- yeah, he anyone like they're building a character, and then they're like all that growth. Yeah, they're just like screw that shit. Like, <laughs> no, this is how it's going to end. And their whole excuse is we we didn't want it to be expected. Oh, so we didn't want to <laughs> see this character kind of come into his own. Like, we're just going to unwrite all this shit. It, it's a nightmare and a half. So he does that. Damn. Daenerys, the dragon queen, she is, throughout the entire season, or the entire show, is saying that she doesn't want to be known. Like, her father was known as the Mad King, and he would burn places down with dragons and all this other crazy shit until, like, dragons did all like until dragons died off and then blah, blah 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 so he was known as the mad king and people were calling her the mad queen because they were afraid that she was going to be just like her father and she like makes a point to not be like her father she doesn't like if there's a peaceful solution or if people surrender she will accept the surrender and then make the per- people bow to her. Okay. Like, you know, how a ruler sh- should. Yeah. Yeah, so she makes it a point to, if there's a peaceful solution, she'll take that. They do, like, the same thing in, like, the main village that they're, or the main castle that they're trying to take over called King's Landing. They, so Cersei thinks that it's a smart idea to bring civilians into the castle because she's like, oh, she's not going to attack this place. And so they, like, raid this place, like, the the cat or the city. Um, the soldiers surrender, and there's, like, a bell. That means, like, they've surrendered. So the bell is ringing. And then Daenerys is just, like, 
F that shit, flies, and burns down the entire freaking castle. Like, killing all these civilians, all of the... Basically becoming everything she said she wasn't going to. And you're just kind of like, what the fa, man? Wow. Yeah, and it's a nightmare. And then Jon Snow, who's supposed to be one of the bigger characters, is getting sidelined. And it's it's not good writing at all. These directors are not good storytellers. And they're trying to wrap all this stuff in like a real shitty bow. <laughs> like, it's Christmas morning and they're wrapping the present. Damn. Yeah, that's what it feels like. And yeah, I'm super happy that this petition's... I hope it gets some more ground. That's more than 50,000 people because I don't think HBO is going to be like, oh, yeah, we'll just fork out another 12 million uh, <laughs> yeah, right? to so make that, this for 50,000 people. That's chump change. We we can totally do that. Yeah, but I do hope that they fix it. And I hope George R.R. R. Martin fixes everything because this, I want to see – that how this plays out yeah. i want to see how like this should play out like what we've been expecting this to play out and everything and it's not going anywhere that <laughs> that we were planning on it that sucks dude yeah they're just like all this character growth and they're like oh we're gonna do something unexpected and then it's just like completely out of character at least like it seemed in character for them in season one Okay. And then as, like, but all the growth, all the development that they've had, you think that they'd be heading a different direction, and then they just head a completely opposite one. And then the directors just are like, we didn't want it to be expected. We didn't want people thinking about how this was going to go. And, like, George actually had, like, an interview where he talked about it. He's like, if you're writing a story and you're making it like foreshadowing through all these stories oh the butler did it the butler did it the butler did it and then you see online that someone guessed hey the butler did it and then you write the last book saying it was the the maid that did it like it kind of just kind of ruins everything else you're just kind of like okay so we think it's the butler and then suddenly maid (laughs) But yeah, it's, that that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that that's exactly what they did, and I hate it. At, at least, so when it comes to conclusions from this year, at least the Russo sent the Avengers series off with a bang, unlike the Game of Thrones creators are doing with this. Exactly. So at least you have one finale that you loved. Yeah. They have cool things in the episodes. Yeah. Um, Like, they had a really cool scene with... Uh, one of the characters, Arya, uh, killing the Night King because they wanted her to be the hero and not Jon Snow. Like, okay, I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones, and I know that Jon Snow is like the big baddie of the whole series. Yeah, like that's like it's his whole sh- stick. Yeah, but so they're just like, yeah, we Ar- want it, and I, like honestly, like we could let a lot of stuff go, and we're like. Okay, but then the way they describe it, they're like, yeah, we didn't want him to be the, the hero in this situation. Why not? Yeah. It's Arya Stark, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. But anyway. Any relation? 
If you're listening to this and love Game of Thrones, go get this petition signed. Because this needs to get a lot more traction so we can actually have like a shot of getting a good season 8. That kind of retcons all this bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. I agree, and I haven't even seen the show, so I, I'd sign it. Um, all right, before Caleb uh, goes any more uh, angry, uh, let's move on to our next bit of news, which is that Chris Rock is rebooting the Saw franchise. First question, why? <laughs> Second, um, how? Like, is this going to be like a... Don't turn Saw into just, like, some comedy spoof. Because Saw does not work like that. It doesn't. It's supposed to be, like... It's a... I feel... I hope that Chris Rock is just one of those great horror minds. Like Jordan Peele. Yes. That's what I'm hoping for. Please. I'm hoping that Chris Rock's just really effed up in the head. And he's like, I want to see this shit done. And we're just, like... As you as you are, I mean, because after watching Jigsaw, which I think is should have been the final Saw movie, except uh, besides Saw Seven, because I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Jigsaw yet? No. Okay, we I... got. Damn, we got to watch that, dude. I know. Because compared to Saw Seven, that thing's like a masterpiece. <laughs> that's not a high bar. Yeah, that's true. Because oh my gosh, I hate Saw the final chapter so much. There's some saving graces. Really, only the character of Hoffman. Um, but yeah, I, nah, I hate that movie. Horrible way to end a series. Um, but yeah, I don't know how to feel about this. I re- yeah, because I I enjoy all the Saw movies in a way. Saw Six will always be my favorite. Um, but I don't know. They better give Tobin Bell at least like a uh, like a little a cameo nod. or a cameo because yeah. he's still thankful. He's still alive. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, isn't he? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, so I hope what comes out of this is that this is just kind of like a continuation. That's what I hope so, too. I don't want a reboot. Yeah, because I feel like if they're going to reboot it, it with Chris Rock, and I I don't want to sound racist. <laughs> okay, he's still alive. Okay, okay we're cool. good. <laughs> I don't want to sound racist, but I feel like they would just do Jigsaw with a more diverse cast. Yeah, okay, I get you there. And that I feel like that would work as a continuation, not as a reboot. Because yeah. if you're rebooting and making Jigsaw not... There's no good way to say this. I'm just going to stop. <laughs> no, I, no I, I was just thinking of like an idea if they wanted to go like a comedy route with this. Oh, take. <laughs> Take the whole cast of grown-ups like, you know, Kevin James, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, David Spade, and, uh, uh, oh my goodness. Uh, Rob Schneider. Yeah, Rob Schneider, who for some reason wasn't in the sequel and really annoyed me. Um, <laughs> can you just imagine? It's just the, just that group of people in a whole bunch of Saw traps, and that's the Saw, the next Saw movie. I would probably pay money to see that. That would be pretty great. But I hope Chris Rock does Saw good. I, I do too. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Considering I've never seen him really do anything like 
dramatic or yeah he's always been comedic yeah so not that he's a bad comedian he's one of my favorites yeah same here i love chris rock but i i feel like if adams if this was anyone else (laughs) like if this was like adam sandler being like i want to reboot saw I'd be a little bit more because I've seen Adam Sandler do serious stuff before. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know what to expect. From after Jack and Jill, I don't want Adam Sandler to touch anything I love. Touche. <laughs> Touche. I, I watched that movie again recently. Oh, my gosh. It's worse a second time. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's get into the last bit of. Yes news which is actually oh wait no sorry i'm thinking of this week's sneak peeks okay this still isn't good (laughs) (laughs) uh so before we started recording uh i want to say ign and rotten tomatoes have reported that robert pattinson from the twilight series is in final talks to replace ben affleck as batman in matt reeves's the batman I've only I've only seen clips of him in the Twilight movies. I I will never watch those movies fully. I never. Um, and I've never seen uh, Water for Elephants, which I heard that he was good in that. So the only movie that I've actually seen fully with him in it is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, and he was good in that. He was. He was very good, but he also didn't have a huge role. Yeah, that's true. This is Batman. Yes. Batman needs to be a man with a, with a presence. And I don't think that Robert Pattinson has that kind of presence unless he's covered in freaking glitter. True. I mean, George Clooney, though, has played Batman. But, okay, he wasn't the problem, though. Yeah, but George, even George Clooney is a, is a man with a presence. That's true. And Yeah, George Clooney's a very good actor. I take that back. Yeah, Sorry. Michael Keaton is a man that has just a, a thing about him. Val Kilmer was. Yeah, yeah, even Val Kilmer. Even Adam West. Yeah, Adam West was yeah, he the was man a with a presence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck. Robert... Pattinson is kind of someone that I feel could get lost in the background. I agree. And that's not what you want out of Batman. No. You want someone that's like intimidating. Like you're I'm not gonna be intimidated by a little string bean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, ooh, you dress like a bat, big deal. No, I'm gonna be intimidated by a big beefy dude dressed like Batman. Yeah. Like that's gonna be what's intimidating. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'll, we'll see if this gets confirmed that he really is the Batman. I and I, I think he'd make a better Riddler <laughs> or Robin or no, hell kidding. no. <laughs> you, that's blasphemy, Rose. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I could see him as the Riddler. Yeah. What do you think of like the whole thing going around of how like Josh Gad kept teasing that he was going to be the Penguin? I still hope that's true. I think he'd make a freaking killer penguin. I think he really would. Uh, Yeah, I'm actually really on board for that. (laughs) I kind of want... Like, if he does ever do penguin, I want him to do, like, the laugh. Oh, he better. It's not the penguin without the laugh. Yeah. Be interesting to see his take on it after Danny DeVito. Because Danny DeVito did a great job Mm -hmm. in uh, Batman Returns. He did a really good job. Like, he was 
not the penguin we knew, but it was I liked the fresh take on the character. Yeah, me too. See, I, I don't know if you have anything else to say. I don't. <laughs> so just don't ruin Saw and don't ruin Batman. There, there we go. And stop ruining Game of Thrones. Yeah, knock it off. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to this week's sneak peeks. Where uh, we got three trailer. Well, no, okay, sorry, no, two trailers, one behind the scenes clip, and a TV spot to talk about. Uh, first trailer up, we got Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, or just Maleficent Two. And the first question I got for this is why? Yeah, some when this was posted, I want to say Sunday, wasn't it? Yep. Okay. Someone posted like the best comment, and they were just like, "After the trailer, I still don't know where they're going with this movie." And I 100% agree. I don't see the point of this movie. Yeah, like it was just kind of wrapped up in a bow at the end of Maleficent, and ew. yeah, I mean. Don't get me wrong, I'm happy to see Angelina Jolie back as Maleficent, because I think she's great. This is actually her first role in a really, really long time. It is. Yeah, that's true. Let's hope that she does as good well, as she, she does. Was she even any, in anything before Maleficent? Uh, I don't know. The last movie I can think of before that that she was in was Salt. Yeah. But that came out... Way before Maleficent. Yeah, that came out like what, like 2010. Yeah, I don't think I've seen her in anything else. Yeah, Brad Pitt acts more than Angelina Jolie does. Barely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like the last thing I saw Brad Pitt in was, was that... Deadpool two. <laughs> I'm sure he still got a shit ton of money for that though. Probably. I mean, it's Brad Pitt. Um, I know like for a while that they were talking about doing World War Z two, but it never happened. So, which yeah, kind of not sad. I I didn't love the first one, but I don't. I'm not a huge fan when it comes to like zombie kind of stuff. Like I won't even watch The Walking Dead because I don't think it's really that entertaining. I, I hear it gets more entertaining as mm-hmm. you go through. So I think I just need to get through the slow part. The only like zombie movie that I like absolutely love, and that's because it was like a staple of my childhood, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. <laughs> just because I thought it was the way that like them reacting to like, oh my goodness, like these are like actual like real monsters, just because they're just used to it being a man behind a mask. Um, so seeing them react to seeing an actual ghost was like really cool. And the and I think that's probably honestly my favorite Scooby-Doo movie. I love that movie. Um, but sorry, getting off topic here. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about this. I don't either. I, I'm not, it's not something that I was like, oh, I needed to see this. Yeah, right. I'd only see it just to see Angelina Jolie back in the character. As the character. I would need more story before I go see this in theaters. Yeah, I would too. I, and even with that, I'd probably only catch this on a five buck Tuesday. I'd probably wait till Redbox, Redbox. or Netflix or, <laughs> or Netflix. sorry, no Disney plus Disney plus. I'd yeah. probably wait till Disney plus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you got on this? Nope. Okay. All right. Next up, we got our final trailer for the secret life of pets Two, which good trailer overall. I really liked it. I still don't know where the plot is going. Yeah. It's like from the looks of it, it seems like it's mostly focused on Max and Duke taking care of their owner's new child and like how they feel like they need to step up. And it seems like Max has some like anxiety issues. Yeah. 
but other than that, I I don't know where they're taking it. But they're I like, cool, felt, wolves? <laughs> yeah. I kind of felt the same way with the first Secret Life of Pets. They didn't really give away a lot in the trailers. Um, and I ended up really enjoying that movie. Um, it was all right. Okay, it was all. It was good. It wasn't Illumination's worst, and it, it definitely wasn't their best. It was. I want. It was like a C plus movie. I'd probably give you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to fight that, but no, I don't really think I can. <laughs> You're damn right, you can. <laughs> I still stand that Sing is their best movie to me. That, DreamWorks. Is, no, Illumination. Illumination. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Minions is way at the bottom. Or yeah. wait, no, actually, that might be the Lorax. Yeah, because why in the hell did we need a Minions movie? Money. So much <laughs> money. <laughs> uh, Alright, but yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. I'll definitely check it out in theaters. I probably won't. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not paying full price. I'd have to catch it on a matinee or Five Buck Tuesday, but I'll still see it. I saw the first one in theaters, and I'll admit the ending got me choked up. Serious? Dude, okay, when the owners... Co- okay, so, I don't know why. Maybe it was just because I what I was going through, because before this movie came out a couple months ago, I had, I, I'd sadly had to put my, my uh, cat down. So oh, okay. That's now pro- I get it. <laughs> like, yeah, so seeing like all those you know owners come home to their pets, like I'm just like, yeah, it, it just really got to me, so... I don't know. I might be. I don't know. My grade would probably go down a little bit, maybe just because of the state I was in at that time. Um, but I don't know. I hope the sequel's good. I want a lot of Chloe because I love her character in the first one. I don't have super high hopes. Well, it beats Minions too, right? You're not wrong. <laughs> or Despicable Me Four. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't really like the third one. I really didn't. Yeah. The first one's still the best one. Um, all right, let's move on to the uh Chucky behind the scenes where uh we actually got to take a look at uh how the animatronics were made uh for the Chucky doll, which I think it's awesome that for the most part they're sticking with animatronic. They're not doing CGI. Uh for the most part I think he looks really good. There were some shots that I'm just like that kind of looks like shit. Just mainly the parts where you can see his head that is like significantly bigger than his body. <laughs> yeah, I pointed this out to Caleb that with this one, he's just an AI toy that like goes haywire. Where within the original, it was a man that voodooed his soul into a doll, and as he was in the doll more, it became more human. So maybe that's why the doll looked a little better in the original when he became more human. I don't know. But, I don't know, like, honestly, I think, like, how Chucky looked in, like, the first two looks actually better than he does in this. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Yeah, I'm sorry, like, but I'm still really excited for this movie. I'm pretty excited, too. Um, I I really like the approach that they're taking with this. Um, And then, transitioning into that, we got our first TV spot where it's... It showed a lot of stuff. Uh, I a feel, lot of quick stuff. Yeah, like, it did, but like I feel like it showed a lot more than the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, second trailer did. Got a lot more of Chucky. Like, damn. A lot more voice Yeah, Mark Hamill. Yeah. And it didn't I, sound like I, Joker I this time. I do, too. What was the line that he said? Uh, 
or uh isn't this fun or something like that yeah yeah so like i i dig the voice i i mark campbell was cast perfectly as the voice of chucky and we totally called it <laughs> that's true we did do you remember did you see what episode that we called it on no but um like i think i remember I do too. Yeah, it. like we talked about like three people that we thought could replace him. But yeah, yeah. and then I brought in Matt, yeah, Mark yeah. Hamill, and you're just like, yes, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. The only problem I have with this movie is just like in some shots, Chucky kind of just looks doesn't look the greatest. Yeah, it looks funky. So I'm hoping that's fixed in post production, but I don't know. Considering he's an animatronic, you can't really fix that. Yeah, so it's gonna be a weird one. So I guess we'll find out on June twenty second. Is that when this movie comes out? I know it comes out the same day as Toy Story four, which I feel is gonna. <laughs> That's ironic. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, or is it June t- June fourteenth or June twenty first? Because uh, I I don't know. I feel that's gonna kill its box office a little. With coming out with Toy Story four. Yeah, on the same day as Toy Story 4? Uh, I don't know. I think people are a little bit more excited to see Chucky than they are Toy Story 4. But I'm assuming that Chucky's going to be rated R, so it's going to oh, have yeah, that going against it. Oh, yeah, it's already been confirmed it's rated R. Okay, then it, it's probably going to get beat out by yeah. Toy Story. Okay, yeah, it comes out on June 21st. So, yeah. Um, and I think we all know Toy Story 4 is still going to make a shit ton of money. Oh yeah, it it it's Pixar <laughs> and it's Toy Story, um, but I, I I'm honestly scared to like see when they release. Uh, they say that the um, what oh, what's the word? The embargo has been lifted and people can release their reviews. I'm really scared to see how this movie is reviewed. Mark Hamill hasn't let us down yet, so oh, I was talking about Toy Story four. Oh, so. Toy Story four. Yeah, yeah, that one I'm not looking forward to at all. I'm still looking forward to it just because it's Toy Story. Um, but I'm also scared about this one just because most remakes are, are not that good. And they usually are torn to bits when it comes to comparison yeah. to the original. But it's also because they're trying to copy the original. That's true. I feel this like this one's just reimagining it. And which, I think that. Which I really appreciate. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad that they're going a completely different uh, direction. And I think that's a really good idea. Um. All right. You got anything else to say on Chucky? Nope. All right. Well, what do you say we move on to our main event of the evening? Well, we have to do our one out of three. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm sorry. Which I think is it's our it's going to be the same. Yeah, I would agree. So number one, Child's Play. Yep. Number two, Secret Life of Pets two. Yep. And then number three, Maleficent. Yep. Two. Okay. Yeah. I really just want, just as like my joke that I usually always say, I want to say Maleficent 2, number <laughs> one, but I didn't, it's kind of, the joke's kind of overstated, it's welcome, and it didn't feel appropriate to do it for this movie, maybe next time. <laughs> didn't feel appropriate. Yeah, didn't deserve the funny joke, that's how I feel. <laughs> Alright, now what do you say we move on to our main event of the evening? I say let's do it. Sweet. It's Time for the main event. Let's All right, so with our main event of the evening, we will be breaking down a movie that was recommended to us by our good friend Vic. We'll be. I'm like, I cannot do English tonight. I'm sorry. 
we will be breaking down the movie Room, starring Brie Larson and Jacob Tremblay. Is it Tremblay or Tremblay? Tremblay, I think. It's Tremblay? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Um, all right. So, I should probably pull up the synopsis. Yeah. So, when you're doing that, I'll read off our message from our bros, oh, which you. we only got one, and it's from Victor. Um, you're the man, Victor. So, I asked... Like I like super last minute. Um, what are your thoughts about the movie, and did you enjoy it as much as we did? Because I think we both enjoyed it a ton. Um, Victor said, "I loved this movie, obviously, since I recommended it. Brie Larson did such an amaz- amazing job, showing such real emotion. You go through so many emotions throughout the movie. If this doesn't get an A, I'll be pissed. LOL." <laughs> I don't blame him. I can. We'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. After you did with uh, the character development on a uh, Avengers Endgame, we'll we'll see what score we give it. Uh huh. We're gonna be extra harsh on it just for you. Because apparently we're too nice. Yep. You should have thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with the synopsis for Room, we got kidnapped, confined to a tiny room, and raped. They really got down to it. Yeah, they did. (laughs) Uh, A young woman gives birth to a son. When he reaches his fifth birthday, she begins plotting an escape. Short, sweet, and to the point. Damn right. If it's on Netflix, I think I'm just going to start reading theirs because I think it's better and it doesn't really give away the plot like I think IMDb's does. Right. So, Um, Like all of our reviews, this one's definitely a spoiler review. So, And if you're new to this system, we have our different categories that we broke the movie down into. We have it separated into story uh, that we grade from 0 to 100, uh, writing, acting, character development, effects. Uh, we grade the music and the costumes on a scale of 1 to 10. And then we give it an overall genre grade, which we decided it's just a flat drama. It's a dramatic drama. It's a dramatic drama. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I kind of split it into two, like the main genre, subgenre, so that's why we yeah. said dramatic drama. I can't. Yeah, there's really no other genre that really defines this movie. I, I think it's just filed as a drama on Netflix, isn't it? Well, that's how most movies are. That's a good point. Like they usually throw it into one. Where does it even? Say? I don't even think it says the genre. Mm. Lame. No, it doesn't. Well, first off, story. So this follows the story of, what was her name, Joy? Yeah. Yep. Of Joy and Jack living in the room. Which, or just room. Yeah, it's just room. Which um, is a shed that is in the backyard of their uh, captor's yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that that sentence that I made just made sense. Did it? A little bit. Okay. All right. So the story goes that they, it actually just starts off seven years. uh, Joy's been in the room. Yep. She has a five-year-old son, so that means she got pregnant two years into being captive. Yep, when she was 19. How old? 19. 19? Yeah. Right? So she was 26? In this? No, she'd be... He was five, right? 
No, how old was she when she got taken? So she was 17 when she was taken. So if he was five, she'd have to be 19. Yes. When she got pregnant. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then, so she'd be 25? Well, she'd be 24? I can't math today. (laughs) I can't either. (laughs) I can't math any day. So you got me there. Uh, So, yeah. Uh... So he has known nothing but this room. And she's just trying, like, she figures out that they can trick the captor, Nick, into... Old Man Nick is the one she calls him? Old Man Nick. Yeah, trick him into getting released. Mm -hmm. And the way that she does it, I mean... You gotta give her props for, like, I honestly didn't think that was going to work. I didn't either. <laughs> I thought, like, the kid was just gonna, like, make, like, a shriek or something when he picked him up. I know, that's what I thought, too. I'm like, good on you, kid. Yeah, the kid knows how to stay quiet, so bravo to him. Yeah. Um, But, like, honestly, like, when she, like, starts talking to uh jack about like the outside of how like beautiful it is you know like it's so colorful there's so many things in the world like you know like like the things that you see on tv like dogs cats fish that's all real like that really is a thing and he just like keeps like saying like no that's not real you're totally lying to me the only stuff that's real is what's here in room and like honestly like how he was like yelling at her like i hate you for like telling me these lies i want to start crying it was so sad. Dude, so that brings me to what I wanted to talk about okay. with this movie. So, have you ever heard of Plato's allegory of the cave? No, I have not. Okay, so this is his whole, his whole spiel, or his whole shtick. Okay. There are people... Like, imagine, like, this is a philosophy thing, so a lot of this is just imagining a situation. Imagine if there is someone outside of, like, this cave that is, like, bringing uh, these objects and putting them, like, up against the sun to reflect a shadow on this wall. And in the cave, there are people... That know nothing but the cave. Like they were born. They were raised in this cave. Okay. And all they see are the shadows on the wall. Th- th- his theory is that. They would not be able to perceive. Or even imagine. A world outside of the cave. Or outside. Like what's real to them. Is the images on the wall. in the sh- With the shadows. That's what's real to them. And so when they come out, it's like a different world to them. Okay. Exactly what this, like this kid was experiencing. Yeah. He knows nothing but this room. He Mm -hmm. doesn't know that there's things beyond it. Mm -hmm. The only person that does know that is his mom. Is his mom. But he, like, I loved how they were showing that. Like he was talking about, oh. Like, it goes on until it ends. Mm-hmm. Like, there, oh, there's four walls and talking about how big it was, like, all the space. But then once he actually gets out and, like, sees the world and everything and how big it is, and then he wants to kind of go back to his cave or the 
or room. And then he realizes this is small. Mm. Like, honestly, like just like at the beginning, just watching them in the room, I honestly didn't even think it was that small. Like the way that they shot this movie, it does look bigger than it does than when you see it at the end and you see it in its full capacity. Cause holy shit, that thing's small. Yeah. <laughs> like, I damn. think you see it from his perspective. That yeah, that's a good point, and I loved that. Yeah. So this is like a like a summary of his of Plato's allegory of the cave. Okay. Imagine a cave where people have been imprisoned from childhood. Yeah, or birth. These prisoners are chained so that their legs and necks are fixed, forcing them to gaze at the wall in front of them and not look around at the cave, each other, or themselves. Behind the prisoners is a fire, and between the fire and the prisoners is a raised walkway with a low wall behind which people walk, carry objects, or puppets of men and other living things. The people walk behind the wall so their bodies do not cast shadows for the prisoners to see, but the objects they carry do. Um, The prisoners cannot see any of what is happening behind them. They are only able to see the shadows cast upon the cave wall in front of them. The sounds of the people talking echo off the walls, and the prisoners believe these sounds come from the shadows. Socrates suggests that the shadows are reality for the prisoners because they have never seen anything else. They do not realize that what they see are shadows of objects in front of a fire, much less that the ob- that these objects are inspired by real things outside the cave which they do not see. The fire or human-made light and the puppets used to make shadows are done by the artists. This can be compared to how illusions are made with light and sound today with electronics, videos, movies, and 3D visuals. Uh, Plato indicates that the fire is also the political doctrine that is taught in the nations. Okay, that gets into a little bit more weird shit. (laughs) 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 Well, you said that. That was great. (laughs) Yeah, so... Few humans will ever escape the cave. This is not some easy task, and only a true philosopher with decades of preparation would be able to leave the cave up the steep incline. Most humans will live at the bottom of the cave, and a small few will be the major artists that project the shadows with the use of human-made light. And then this is like the departure. Uh, that one... He then suppose, or Plato then supposes that one prisoner is freed. This prisoner would look around and see the fire. The light would hurt his eyes and make it difficult for him to see the objects casting the shadows. If he were told that what he is seeing is real instead of the other version of reality he sees on the wall, he would not believe it. In his pain, Plato continues, the freed, the freed prisoner would turn away and run back to what he is accustomed to, the shadows of the the carried objects. It would hurt his eyes, and he would escape by turning away to the things which he was able to look at, and these he would believe to be clearer than what was being shown to him. So I think that that's what this kid was experiencing. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, like this kid was experiencing looking out, like being a freed prisoner, and escaping towards the light 
and it was hurting him, mm-hmm. like hurting his eyes and just hurting his brain. But in th- that situation, he was able to turn back and be like, I'm going back to this cave and just going to accept what I see on the wall. Yeah. This kid didn't have a choice. He couldn't go back. And I think that really messed up his world. It did, especially, I want to say, like, he asked uh, his mom, like, was it like two or three times if they can go back to a room after they have escaped? Yeah. And that was insane to me. Like, just, to, like, this is a, this movie's just thought experiment. It really is. Like, holy shit. Oh, this movie's just amazing. Like it is. That's a it is s- simplest way to put it. The so like with the over so the story was a ama- I feel was like incredible. Oh yeah. Showing her escape and just kind of readjusting to to life outside and I loved how they showed how she was like looking at pictures of her past and it looked like she was physically hurt. Yeah. And seeing, like, her old friends and being, like, they got to live Yeah, I, I thought lives. that was very interesting how she pointed that out. She's like, um, doesn't she say to Jack, she's like, oh, do you know what happened to them? And he's like, no. It's like, nothing. Nothing happened to them. They got to live happy, enjoyable lives. And then she just, like, quickly just puts her shit back and she's like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this right now. Yeah. I think that she, for, like obviously until they escaped was in just pure survival mode. Yeah. She was doing what she needed to survive handling her, her crap. And then once she like, was like got out of that situation was in her own home with her family and realized that she, that wasn't something she needed to worry about anymore. What she didn't have to worry about survival or, protecting jack any longer she it seemed like she was lost and after like being you know what's uh, what's the word cut off from civilization for as long as she had it's understandable and especially the scene where she like freaks out on her mom just saying like uh you know you uh i this situation i'm the only one that was affected by it you weren't affected by it and her mom was like uh no do you even know what it was like for me to not know where my daughter was and she's like still though like i'm the one that was held captive you don't you don't know anything of how i feel and she just like storms off i mean you you want to be mad at Brie Larson for yelling at her character, but you or sorry, not her character at her mom. You mean Joy? <laughs> yeah, just say Joy. <laughs> sorry, you want to be mad at Joy for yelling at her mother for being mad that her world was changed. But at the same time, it's like you can understand why Joy is like that. For I don't know, like I never really got mad at her character for what she did. I didn't either. I was super, just kind of behind her and especially like like the one scene where she's getting interviewed like she finally is interviewed by the news and um i hated that reporter i I know i hated her Mm, i want just like how she pointed out like oh you know so like uh would you ever let him see her your his dad and she's just like that's not his dad well he did you know like help you give birth to him he's like i don't give a shit that's not a dad yeah, dude. Like, so 
I liked how the the lawyer kind of cut in with that and it was yeah. like, hey, 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 and then she was just kind of like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. He could have cut in later. <laughs> he could have. That would have been like a good little like, hey, let's not. <laughs> yeah. What was the? Okay, I forgot. What was the question that he was like? Okay, let maybe not. So that was the the question. It was Wait, that question. Yeah, like, okay. Oh, were there other? Was there this? Was there that? Like when she was talking about him. Oh not... yeah, because she's like, were there other men? Like who was his dad? I'm just like, who the hell asked that? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, how about you just read the room? Yeah, <laughs> crazy bitch. It's like, how about you just shut the hell up and take what she gives you? Yeah, and then. I felt that the lawyer could have stepped in when she was asking about, like, oh, did you ever think about having Nick give or take Jack somewhere to, like, just drop him off or yeah, whatever? And I'm like, okay, are you yeah, shitting me? That's the part. I was just like, are you seriously asking that? You're at, you're asking that she ever thought about giving her son up to, like... Her you, son's the only reason she got out. Yeah. Just like, like, did you ever think about giving up your son to like him actually like living a happy life to where he didn't have to be stuck in there for five years? I'm just like, who the hell asked that? Yeah, like, like that would have been a time for Mister Lawyer Man to be like, you need to leave. Like, I, I get it. it, I mean, it worked out for the character like well. It was a good character moment, but I mean, I don't know how it goes with interviewers because I've seen like interviewers like pull out some like very serious questions. But, I mean, like, are they allowed to go into those kind of boundaries? They're are... allowed to go wherever the hell they want. They are? Okay. Because, yeah. I mean, like, it was... They have a story to tell, and if they're going to get as much info out of you as possible. Yeah, because... Was... And I love when people walk out on interviews. Like, RDJ, uh, Robert Downey Jr. did? Oh, my gosh, I, dude. Dude, like, I wanted to Frickin punch champ. that guy in the face. Dude, he he's had two people walk out on him. Who was like, the other one? Uh, I want to say... Tom Hardy, I think. Okay, that's so two two people that have uh, been in Marvel movies. That's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, someone I I might be wrong, but someone else walked yeah, out. That guy on seems him. just like one of the biggest dicks you could ever talk to. Exactly. Like why? No, like, you don't need to get into that personal yeah. shit. Like you want to talk about their story. I get it. Yeah, but, but don't bring up like their past that basically define them then that um, to me robert downey jr has had one of the biggest 360s i've probably ever seen mm-hmm. and i am so proud of him for how far he's come like he is a new man for where he is now he's iron man um, yeah right <laughs> exactly he is iron man he is tony stark um so for someone to bring that up just i've I feel that is just so distasteful. It is. It is very distasteful. Um, I really did not care. So like all that shit. Mm-hmm. But I kind of understand. I think that would be something that would cross her mind. Yeah. But there, I think there was a reason that she didn't go through with something like that. It, he was kind of, like it was either that like have a baby around mm-hmm. and bring someone else like it's easy it's easy it's kind of like when someone's drowning if you if unless you throw them a life preserver or like if you they there's a reason they tell you not to go swim after them yeah because if you get too close to them they're going to just drag you down with them mm-hmm. because they feel like 
oh, this person is like going to rescue me. Yeah. And I think that's the situation that Jack was in. She didn't get want to have him leave. A, because that's her son. Mm -hmm. But I think the second reason was because she, he was her life preserver. Yeah. He was, he gave her something to think about besides being alone with her thoughts. I mean, if, if you think about it, he was probably the one thing that maybe stopped her from, like, attempting to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's how I feel. I mean, until she attempted to get, like... Yeah, after that interview, like, and, you know, like, with that whole, like, death thing, uh, where she, like, tries to kill herself, like, honestly, I thought, okay, either she is going to actually kill herself or she's gonna put Jack up for adoption. I just had that pit in my stomach that... I don't think that... I don't think she would have done that. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't want it to happen, and I hoped it didn't, but I just had a little pit in my stomach that it could possibly happen, and I was praying it wasn't going to. Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah, with that situation where she did attempt to... I thought she was going to die. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, this did movie too. did so well at just tension yeah right seriously like the whole situation with jack being in the truck and like get trying to get out oh dude, oh my gosh dude i had my <laughs> hands wrapped around me and he's i'm like roll kid roll come on and then when the cop was interviewing him and she's he's like what's her name or what's your mom's name and oh. he's like i was like just Come on, come on. And he's like, I, I don't know. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> and nobody pulled out her tooth. I'm like, thank you. Oh, okay, good. Okay. That's a start. Actually, no, that's not even a start. That is like a bullseye right there. Yeah, shit. I was, oh, like, it was just so good at building up the, just the tension. Yeah. But overall, the, I feel the story was, it was really good. Like, honestly. The story, okay, so. The I don't disagree with me if you want. Okay, but I want to dock points on our grade because of the story's ending. I feel like I feel the story ended like super abruptly. Like it. Do you, you kind of like wish it would have ended more like? Of them and, like, maybe, like, the future. Like, Jack's, like, maybe, like, more grown up. Like, them... I actually... Yeah. A I little think, bit. I think that would have... Because, like, I can this agree with one... You on there. I don't even remember the ending. I think, like, the last shot is them, uh, like... It's mostly just, like, a montage of them, like, trying things together. Because that's, like, really the ending. It's, like, uh... Uh, it's... Like, it's us against the world. Um, It's me and Ma just, like, wanting to do and try everything. Yeah, we're going to fail, but we're going to do it together. Yeah. Like, I, that's not something that stuck with me. It kind of stuck with me. I, I, I kind of like that. That, like, it's... I like... I, like, don't get me wrong. I liked that ending, but it was also just kind of like... Uh... You, you kind of wish that you could have seen a glimpse into the future. A little bit, yeah. I can agree with you on that one. So where where do you want to sit at the with story? I'm thinking like a, uh, I don't know. I feel like. Are you thinking a ninety? I was thinking like eighty five. Really? Yeah. 
can we meet in the middle? Because I'm like set. I on feel 90. like the, I was all right. Let me explain my 85. Okay. So part of it's because yes, it was like I felt the ending was just a little not super satisfying. Okay. But the other part of it was we kind of missed out on a bit of growth from joy. That's true. We did. Yeah, we saw a lot in Jack. Yeah, like, like was... we. Yeah, but like we didn't get to see like what kind of turn changed her mind. Like, was it just the like attempting and failing that kind of like well, I mean, it, flip that switch it's, it's, or it's kind of. It's kind of uh, it points towards that because she got that present from Jack, his hair that like you know that gave her the strength that you know I I, I need to be better for my son. He he's counting on me. I I wish that was something we got to see. I do. T- I mean, she does lean towards that. She does say that you know like your your hair did help me. Yeah. And, but yeah, that's that's one of the reasons. Like there was some. St- I, we were following both of their stories, I felt. Yeah. Like, we, it was a mostly a focus on Jack. It was. And then, like, with that scene in particular, it was definitely just a focus on Jack. Yeah. But we didn't really get to see the effects of it on her. Well, That's we did. Good... She tried to kill herself. Yeah. So, like, with, I want to, like, with writing, I want to give it, like, a really good score okay with the story i feel like that was something that they missed out on okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna have to give you can we give it a little higher or are you sticking with 85 <sighs> how much higher 87 i can do 87 okay let's go with 87 okay maybe this is just me but like I honestly did not expect them to escape until, like, more into the movie. Same here. I thought it was going to be more so focused on Room. That's what I thought, too. So, like, when they, like, escaped, like, within, like, 40 minutes into the movie, I'm like, okay, holy shit, where, where, where is this movie going to go now, then? Yeah. But, I mean, I liked where it went, so I was okay with it. Yeah. Like, I, I like, maybe we're missing the point. <laughs> We might. Like, maybe it was supposed to be that way, so it was kind of like the allegory of the cave. Yeah. Like, situation where we get to see the freed prisoner mm-hmm. trying to adjust to outside and yeah. try to go back. And then, with some cases, like with the allegory, the people that kind of go out and experience the world, like the what the freed prisoners that go out and don't turn away from the brightness and actually go and experience the world when they do come back to the their cave they realize that it's small and that the reality that there's that all these other people believe isn't what's real like they have a different outlook and i think that's what happened with with jack yeah He, he was out and he experienced what the world needed and he wanted he wanted to just kind of go back a little bit and figure out what was up. And then, like he said it perfectly, like, oh, this is small. Yeah. Like, the world's so big, but this was so small. Maybe Vic should have helped us break this down. I'm just kidding. We can handle it. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Nothing against you, Vic, but we're adults. Uh, kind of. Yeah. It's like, define adult. 
over 18. <laughs> okay, th- then I am definitely that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, with writing, this one I want to give like a strong 95. I do too. Yeah. Cool. Ar- ain't ar- I'm not arguing with you there. I'm not yeah. going to use ain't. It's not a word. I feel, <laughs> I feel like with the story that they like the writing for this was amazing. Oh, absolutely. Everything felt real and natural. Nothing felt super out of place nope. with lines and stuff. But yeah, like other than that, like it was writing was superb. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, near superb. Like I said, superb. the only issue I had was with just the story. I, yeah, I get you there. Um, acting. I say we only grade Brie Larson and Jacob, Jacob Tremblay. Tremblay. I yeah. agree. Both were incredible. They were. Jacob did an amazing job. At okay, the only being... movie that I've hated that kid in was The Smurfs 2. Yes, I, I sadly I watched that, that movie. I didn't see that one. It's a, pe- so. it's a piece of shit. Don't worry about it. But he plays the son in that. And literally, <laughs> you got to watch the Nostalgia Critics review of it because he hates the kid. And he's just like, literally every part of the movie when the kid speaks, you just hear, duh, 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 duh. that's all you hear. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Um, but I, yeah, other I, I'm trying to think like what else he's been in besides this, and then the movie coming up, Good Boys, which I'm really excited to see him in. He does look super familiar, especially oh, when he Wonder. cuts his hair. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was great in that. He was great. Um, it it was after that movie, and especially also after this movie that I I I expect big things from this kid. Um, I hope that he continues to be a big presence in Hollywood. Maybe he will be the next um, Haley Joel Osment. Ooh, I I could agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just not keep the baby face. Yeah, you <laughs> I can feel get so rid of the baby face. <laughs> I feel so bad for Haley. That sucks. So he's such a good actor. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Um, uh, there were times where the kid was like super annoying, but I feel like that was just the part he was yeah, supposed to yeah, play. Yeah, that, that, yeah. For being so, a five-year-old that hasn't seen the world yet, he, Jacob Tremblay, like, did perfect. I, I really have no problems with either or. They both play their parts tremendously well. Yeah, I think Brie Larson played an amazing person that was just kind of going through yeah. PTSD mm-hmm. a bit, or a lot. Like you can understand, I can completely understand why she won an Oscar for this movie. Yeah. Well deserved. I think honestly Jacob Tremblay deserved an award for this yeah. movie. I think one of the most powerful scenes in this was when she was talking to her dad. Oh, at the dinner table? At the dinner table. Yeah, because he hadn't looked at Jack at all. Yes. That Wow. And honestly so I, I told Brielle, because I watched this with Brielle. I was telling her that because Lou was just kind of like just playing it off, talking to him and all this other stuff. And Lou I was, was like, cool as hell. Yeah, he was. I told Brielle that I, I felt like I would, I would want to be Lou, but I would end up being the dad isn't it, in that situation. Isn't it William H. Macy who plays him? Yeah. Okay. Cause, oh, I, a little bit of a wasted character, some yeah, wasted but... talent, but. He did great for what he was given. Yeah. Yeah, but I I, I I wish that I could say that I was would be Lou in that situation and be cool with my daughter's 
uh, my daughter's kin. Yeah. In like in a situation like that, but I don't know if I just because of the, the how she was how she got him. Yeah. I if can, it was like I can understand that. If it was a situation where it was like she already had the kid before yeah, before before room. but because it's like the product of a terrible situation I I really feel for the dad there. And I'm, I can I, agree with you. I would feel so bad about it too. Yeah. Like that would tear me up inside. But I I don't know if I'm a big enough person to be able to look past that. I ho- I would hope that I would be, but I've never been in thrown into that situation, so I don't necessarily know how I'd react. I want to say that I would react in the best way possible, like Lou, but at the same time, I'm scared that I would be like William H. Macy. Yeah, I think his name was Bob. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so... I. Yeah, that's like a terrifying thing for me. I'm like, I, same. Like I kept saying to myself, "Oh, I'd be, I'd be Lou, I'd be Lou, and I'd be Lou." And then, <laughs> like after this, like after that scene, I was like, "Oh shit, I'm Bob." Because <laughs> it wouldn't be like that forever. Yeah. But it would take me some time I to get you. over that. I, like, yeah. that's my only saving grace, that it would take me time. I kind of wish that towards the end we would have seen his character accept it. Like, yeah. open the kid with open arms. Um, yeah. I think that would have been a really nice character moment. Yeah. I like, I yeah, that would be a, a really tough situation to be in. Yeah, I agree. But the emotion that, getting back to the person we're supposed to be grading, <laughs> the emotion that Brie Larson through into that scene and all of the scenes that she was in where she needed to break down was an incredible yes so what are we thinking i want to say like a hundred on both but i don't know if that's too i want to give a i'm i'm willing to give a hundred to, to i'm willing to give like a 98 to brie, to brie. 95 to jacob trembley N- yeah okay so that would bring us to a ninety-six and a half. Nice for overall acting grade. Character development. Do we still want to just focus on those two? Yeah. Okay. Because I don't think anyone else really went through any. The only one I can think of really is like maybe like the mom, but not really. Yeah, hers it would be a stretch for yeah. her. So let's start off with Joy. Tremendous character development. I mean, you. We assume, like yeah. this is it's it's a tougher one because we didn't we don't it follows Jack mostly. I think it would have been interesting to see like how she would have reacted like when she when Jack was like first born and see like maybe like a montage of those first 5 years mo- uh moving forward. Yeah. That would have been interesting just to see how like you know like a a 19 year old was she 19? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think seeing that's how what ni- we math. Yeah. <laughs> seeing how a 19 year old who is isolated like that reacts to um basically having a a a child with no choice yeah um i think it would have been really interesting to see if 
she was on the same boat as her dad. Yeah, that would have been really interesting. Because I know, like, with Ooh, like, that would have been a good thing to touch on with, like, postpartum. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I know most women, even, like, when they do want to have children, they have the postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, a lot of people won't admit to this, but they have, like, t- thoughts, uh, like, terrible thoughts of stuff that to do to their kids. And I can only imagine in a situation where a child is a product of rape. Yeah. That that postpartum would just be even worse. I completely agree. Like, this is like a crazy freaking movie, <laughs> Victor. <laughs> yeah. Thank, honestly, thank you for recommending me, or recommending us, sorry, to watch this movie. Because I'd been wanting to watch this movie for a while, and I was actually trying to get it on Blu-ray. But it's really not available anywhere anymore. And I tried to get it on eBay, but I lost that bid. So I'm really glad that it was put on Netflix. Yeah. Um. So with hers, I have issues giving like a super high score. Okay. I'm in like the 85-90 area. Because we there was like some stuff that we didn't get to That's see. That's like true. She, I felt... That she adapted to the being like the outside world again, really quick. She did. I couldn't agree with you on that. And so, like that felt a little like weird for someone that's been through. Kind of felt a little forced. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, do we feel like maybe a ninety is a little too high? I feel a ninety is a little too high, but I also feel like eighty-five is a little too low. Eighty-eight. I can go 88. All right, let's go 88 for Brie Larson as Joy. All right, next up, Jacob Tremblay as Jack. Like, uh, this one's tough. I don't know. As far as, like, character development, I feel he had a lot more than Joy did. He did. He definitely did. Because, like I said, it was, the movie was mostly focused on him. Yeah. And it was showing kind of, like a lot of the scenes that really stood out were the ones where he was alone. Yes. I yeah. Just kind of like looking at the the ceiling or when he was in the the closet building a Lego mm-hmm. like house which I'm assuming was the room. I did not think about that. Yeah. But yeah, that, yeah, you're probably right. That's a good point. Um so in my opinion, I think that Jacob Tremblay's character definitely deserves a little higher than Joy. Thinking ninety. Yeah. So that brings us to an eighty-nine overall on character development. That is not bad at all. Um, music. There wasn't a lot of music in this. Yeah, the only one that I can really think of is the truck driving scene when he's in the back. Yeah. Was there music in this? I don't even know. <laughs> Like that, and then like the music that was playing as they were walking away from room at the end. That's really all I can think of. Which just those two. I mean, both were great. They fit well. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, as what far we... like the little music we got, I think it deserves a like a nine or a ten because the the music fit well. Okay, I'll give you a nine. Okay, I'll give you a nine. There wasn't a lot of music, no. like we just said. But yeah. Just if two what, scores. 
Yeah, what there was fit. Yeah. Um, effects. So this one was more like practical yeah. stuff. I mean, the throw up looked good. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! I I was gagging. <laughs> so kudos to them there. Dude, uh, I wonder if that was like yeah, something she was doing. Like I was even like, uh, <laughs> I feel uh like the uh, marks that uh, Brie Larson has on her uh neck after the uh old man neck right yeah after he chokes her that night like those looked really good those prosthetics yeah they um, did so i know the little effects that this movie had looked really really good yeah like anything in a nine this is out of a hundred oh it's out of a hundred ninety five i'm i'm thinking 90 okay because i don't think that kid's hair was real Really? Yeah. I think it was. That his hair is super super long. Like he would have to have really grown that shit out. That's a good point. So I'm I don't thinking know, maybe wig. Jacob Tremblay did grow it out, you never know. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> he would have seriously had to start from birth. Alright, okay, I'll give you that. Alright. So no. I was thinking wig the entire time. <laughs> I did. For some reason, I never thought that, but maybe that's because I was so into the movie. <laughs> I love that. That took you out a little bit. It, his hair was like, I was with the grandma when she's like, I've been wanting to cut that since you got here. I'm like, yes. <laughs> uh, I've been wanting to cut it since this movie started. <laughs> oh, shit. So, 90? I'm thinking 90. All right. I'll agree with you on there. All right. Costumes. Um... Like, like, so there weren't any, like, like crazy costumes. No. But the outfits that they were wearing while they were in room, a lot was just, like, lounging around in, like, pajamas. Yeah. And I felt like that really fit. It did. Like, sweatpants or uh, Jack running around in underwear. Yeah. That, all that really fit well. Like, honestly, like, the clothes that uh, Old Man Nick brought him, they, they looked like they had been bought from like goodwill goodwill or something like exactly that, which i think like kind of mixing like random ass mix and match shit. yeah so i think that fit very well mm-hmm. um so i think yeah i think the costumes were great i did too uh so i'm thinking a nine or a ten i'm thinking ten because yeah. i had yeah there was nothing that stood out no like that's usually what and that's I focus a good thing on. Yeah, that's what I usually focus on with music and costumes. Yeah. Or even effects. Something that stands out, and there was nothing that stood out. I completely agree. Okay. And then, as a drama, how are we sitting? I feel it handled its dramatic moments super well. Like, there were, like, some scenes... No, Yeah, there was two scenes in particular that I wasn't crying sad tears. I was crying happy tears. And it was especially when... Uh, you see uh, Joy running to the cop car after they find out where Joy is after uh, Jack has been rescued. Um, and, like, yeah, I, I started, like, bawling because I was so happy that they were reunited outside. It's, I was just so happy. Like, I feel that this movie handled its genre so well. Like, everything was just handled perfectly um, that I have very little problems with it. I'm sitting on the same boat as you. I feel like even though that they were handling such tough 
yeah, subjects, this, mm-hmm. they were they handled them really well. They really did. At they, least they like, took it very semi- seriously. Yeah, they didn't like show anything unnecessarily. Yes, like honestly, like the first what was it the first like scene? I mean, like you thankfully you don't see it, but it's implied when you hear like like I don't know if I really want to say this. Like rocking, yeah. Like the bit, like I wanted to start crying because, oh my gosh, it's happening, it's happening. I know, and that's like one of the things that the movie had going for it, where it made you feel for these things, and it wasn't even showing you anything. Which I think was an excellent idea. I'm glad that they didn't show anything because we almost got the exact same effect, even if if not more Mm -hmm. than not seeing anything and just hearing the sound. Um, I feel a lot of movies that do that kind of shit where they show nudity or show situations like that and then they like get like all up in the actor's business about it yeah and are like showing us yeah it doesn't have the same effect as like the implying and then there's also like a level of class yeah i completely agree um so my my grade's pretty damn high what are you thinking i want to say like an I'm like at between like a 95 and like a 98. 97? Yeah. I can give you a 97. All right. I'm going to be, I'll be nice. Yay. Caleb actually being nice. (laughs) All right. Well, that actually concludes this, uh, this breakdown. Yeah. Uh, Vic's going to kill us. Eh, he'll get over it. <laughs> Still has the grade that he wants. That's true. So. Okay, so with that conclusion, our final grade for Room is an A minus, sitting at a very well deserved ninety three percent. Agreed. So sorry, didn't get an A, Vic, but it still got an A. Technically, yeah, <laughs> still well deserved. There's just there's just a little bar next to it. That's all. Yeah. So, like I said, I feel it's well deserved. I yeah, I, can I highly it. recommend this. Yes, movie. if you guys have not seen this movie, go watch it. It's amazing. This is Brie Larson's best performance. Okay, wait, no, actually, I think I would actually. Th- I think <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, I would on. I honestly think Captain Marvel is my favorite performance of Brie Larson. I don't. I love I feel her like there's so a movie, much in I, that movie. Actually, this might be my favorite. Uh, like I, I think said, it might uh, be some this. Sorry, room. I think it might be this movie. Yeah. Then Captain Marvel, and then, and then Glass Castle. Oh, not the Unicorn Store. Ah, oh, shit! The <laughs> Unicorn Store. Okay, I lied. Unicorn Store, then the room. Well, the Unicorn Store is first. I love oh, her in the unicorn store. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, because for me it would go Captain Marvel, Room, and then Unicorn Store. Yeah, Unicorn Store, Room, then Captain Marvel, for and me. then Avengers Endgame. Or I don't know, Avengers Endgame is probably a little bit down there because she literally had nothing to do in that movie. I I'm not going to grade her her uh, her acting on based on that movie. Yeah. Okay. I just love her so much in Captain Marvel. I do. I, uh, I do too. I cannot wait to watch that movie again when it comes out on Blu-ray. Same. I cannot same wait. here. All right. Well, that concludes uh, this episode of the All Bros Podcast. Um, 
if you like this episode and want to check out more, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Probably not SoundCloud. I think I'm I'm done with SoundCloud. <laughs> like because I need to pay for the premium and I don't want to. That's fair. Uh iHeartRadio, we're on Radio Public and we are also on Spotify. All of our videos also get released on YouTube. Um, new videos will be headed your way very soon. Very soon. Yes, I promise. It is coming together quite well. The only thing that we, I, I would say next week, what we need to do is we need to film the, uh, yeah. Okay. You know. I got, I got you. Okay. Okay. Um, you can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the all bros, or we're on Twitter at the all bros. Um, if you have something you want us to, us to discuss in the next episode or a movie we should see, be sure to email us at the Albros channel at gmail.com or fill out a form on our website, tinyurl.com forward slash the Albros. We did get a recommendation from my cousin Panina Ooh. for to watch the act on Hulu, but I told her we don't do shows. Oh, damn. Is, it only, uh, is there only one season so far? Or... So far, it's eight episodes, and they're an hour long. And I'm like, we took uh, too much work. We took like four <laughs> hours to break down a three-hour movie. That's a very good point. Yeah, I'm like, it's a little much. We don't do shows. Like, I, I like, still think that's so funny that Avengers Endgame got split into two parts. That's I know. just so funny. That's too funny. But yet, Infinity War didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh that was just too great. <laughs> Okay, well, well, that was Infinity Wars before our new system. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. So next week, we are either going to what did uh, I? We're going to wait on. Yeah, so we're going to do our. Uh, what's the what we're going to do? Revamped version of our uh, Marvel MCU uh, showdown. Considering yep. that we haven't added uh, Infinity War, Captain Marvel, and Endgame to it, right? I don't think we had Ant-Man and the Wasp either. Okay, yeah, that too. But we did or add Infinity Black... War. Yeah. Did we add Black Panther? I'd have to double check. Okay. So, I mean, if that's if we haven't, we got a lot of movies to fight over. <laughs> yeah. And I think we're going to have a new setup with, uh, with the showdowns. Okay. So, yeah, you guys can look forward to that. Yeah. Next week, and then the following week, uh, didn't we plan Detective Pikachu? Detective Pikachu. Okay, cool. Yep. All right, sweet. Cool, cool, cool. Well, until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb, and I'm Jonathan, and we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. I lost the voice there. Bye. Gosh damn it! <laughs> Sorry, Rose. I can't do it. <laughs> I was like, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> So long. Yeah, no, I can't do it right now. I don't know why. So long. Okay, there. It's somewhat there. That was terrible. Oh, I kissed my ass. <laughs>